I fucking hate this podcast. This is literally the first edition of Get the Mops, brought to you by Sutherland Film and Brody Spice. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the first ever episode of Get the Mops. Um, what is Get the Mops? This is a new podcast <laughs> where myself and my co-host Braddy Spice, my co-host Braddy Spice, um, will be talking about um, whatever we want. We're not really sure where this is gonna go, what it's gonna be about, but obviously, given the current, you know geopolitical climate the socioeconomic status of the world right now it's uh everything's kind of crazy so we have some time on our hands as we are in self-isolation together so we thought we would do a podcast and this is it he was gonna do a podcast and here we are doing a podcast here we are and so it's called get the mops and the story behind that is basically get the mops is a saying I kind of use and throw out and um, <laughs> it will shortly be a global phenomenon, correct? <laughs> Potentially. So, we'll see how it goes. So I, I consider myself a bedroom DJ, meaning I have DJ equipment and I don't play shows that often. Um Forever. Yeah, very rarely that I ever play. So I'm a bedroom DJ. But the joke for me is that always I think it's really funny when an EDM song will build, build, build to this drop and then say some, some like chant something hysterical and then it drops. And for me, if I had played a huge show at a festival, it would say get the mops before because the idea is that we need some mops on the dance floor immediately to clean up the amount of sweat and bodily fluids that are on the dance floor now because the drop was so good the drop was so good get the mops so you get those mops anyway so this is get the mops uh we're gonna be talking we don't know if we're gonna do this every day in self-isolation every week um who knows we're just going to let it ride just go with the flow which is kind of how I live my life. It is, unfortunately. <laughs> so we're going to go with the flow. We're just going to um, talk for a little bit about what, I mean, what we're up to, what we've been doing, what we feel like we want to talk about. So my name is Josh. Um, my Instagram is at Sutherland Film. I go by Sutherland Film for some things on social media. Basically, I am a, a filmmaker. Um, every feel like I've done every crew position under the sun starting a long time ago as a PA all the way up to director um, my first feature film came out last year but primarily I've been directing a lot of uh, commercial digital shoots um, but currently I'm unemployed <laughs> which is kind of crazy um, but honestly the last four or five years I've been freelance uh, regardless. So to me, it's not something super scary. The only thing that is super scary right now is basically the whole industry is really hurting and it's not just filmmaking, right? It's every industry. There's just laws, obviously in California that will probably be the whole United States shortly is like shelter in place and you can't have large groups for non-essential businesses, which unfortunately making movies and making commercials, TV shows, skits, content, uh, is something that generally, if you're not doing something super guerrilla or independent, you need a large crew to do that. And so we literally cannot make stuff right now. So the whole industry is hurting. 
I personally don't know any uh, of people that I normally hire on my crews or people that I normally work with on other crews that is working right now. So everybody is really struggling and hurting and I am in that same boat. But that is a little bit about me and my co-host now, Braddy Spice. Braddy Spice, what, where's the name Braddy Spice come from? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So Braddy Spice is my alter ego uh, online. My real name is Samantha and online I am known for my beauty content. So if you guys want to follow me, my Instagram is at Braddy Spice with an underscore at the end of it because someone who doesn't even use their account stole Braddy Spice, no underscore. Can you I even do this, believe? I do this all the time, but have you emailed, have you sent them DMs to be like, hey, let me buy this off you? No, like there's literally no posts on the account. There's nothing. It's they like just dead account. The name, yeah. They just want the name. And I'm like, yo, what a waste. What a waste. I've reported them though, so, to Instagrams <laughs> to so try to get their Instagram taken down so I Everybody, please take go it. report the Brad, The real Braddy Spice. Go report at Braddy Spice as a fake so that Samantha can get it because she is currently at Braddy Spice underscore. But on my YouTube channel just got bratty spice so lucked go. out there, there um but anyways i have been working in the beauty industry for over five years yeah that's it that's me it's bratty spice okay we're done with that so our next topic is what me and josh have been doing and our self-isolation which is a lot of things but the one thing i want to talk about is our kombucha making we have been brewing our own kombucha because me and Josh both love to drink that yummy fizzy drink. However, it is very, very expensive. And with both of us out of work, it's almost impossible to buy kombucha now. So we've been making our own. Yeah, it's I mean, it was not so much a money thing for me because ironically, I was trying to make my own kombucha before all this happened. I've been talking about it for months and months, right? But it is cost effective. Oh, for sure. And kombucha is not cheap by any means. It is not. Um, It's definitely not something that I felt like I could afford to drink every day. Um, And it's it's delicious. But most people don't know. It's actually very, very easy and cheap to make yourself if you have the right tools. And it's not hard. So I'd encourage anyone to just go read some of the Reddit threads. I read a bunch of stuff on kombucha culture. Uh, dot com or there's a kombucha subreddit on reddit uh, with a recipe and literally just started making my own kombucha and because we have nothing but time <laughs> right now so literally if you have you know water sugar tea uh, and a vet a, like glass jar and a, a dark corner of a house then you're good you can start brewing so and a kombucha starter yes the key is kombucha starter um so yeah, we've been brewing our own kombucha. It's really cool. I think it's cool. You were originally kind of grossed out by it. Well, it looked from the pictures. So we're keeping our kombucha in a dark cabinet up at the top. So it's really hard to see in there. It's dark. So all I got to see was these flash photos, which made the SCOBY look really disgusting. But then when we took it out the other day to start fermentation process number two, the SCOBY looked normal and not gross so then therefore i was less grossed out by it plus after tasting the product it tasted normal so wasn't too worried about it 
after that, but we still have not actually tried our final products. They're still in the mix. Uh, we bottled them and flavored them ourselves. So we are just waiting a few more days to pop those open. So on Get The Mops episode number two, we'll pop it open and do a taste test. Yeah, maybe we'll do a taste test and live reaction podcast um, in the future. But exactly, we just finished fermentation number one last week. So it was grow, growing and fermenting for <laughs> about a week. Rolling. And uh, yeah. we just moved it to second fermentation, which is where you add the flavorings to different bottles and where it builds its carbonation, which is the coolest part to, to me. Um, so we'll taste those here in a couple of days as well. So we've been making kombucha. Um, we've been shooting some YouTube content. Yeah, lots of YouTube content. Disc golf for Josh. Been and playing. of course, beauty for me. Yeah, I've uh, been playing a lot of disc golf. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn here, but I've been playing disc golf semi-professionally for the last couple of years. Um, and it's That's a lie, you guys. He's an amateur. He's not in the pros. So just let that be known. You can look up his newest video on YouTube and check his score on the disc golf website. And see that he's an amateur. Guys, I've been playing this golf <laughs> aggressively. I'll, I'll just say this. I traveled to a tournament last year in Illinois. Traveled to one in Texas. I'm traveling the U.S. playing the national tour events. You can read it into that however you'd like. That but Josh pays to be in. The pros pay to be in them too. What no, do you mean? they don't. Yeah, they do. The it's pros like a, don't pay to go play tournaments. Yes, they, get they paid do. To be there. No, they have to pay to. Let's get it. We need. We need to get the pros' opinion on this. Let's pull it up. You got their DMs in there. The pros be fanboying DMing these pros. Let's see it. The pros definitely pay because their payout is more. Like the they win, you know, five, six, seven grand. You know, they they have to pay. Anyway, that is beside the point. My point is that I've been playing disc golf because disc golf is kind of social social isolation already right it's a hike at a park the parks aren't closed we're still encouraged to get outdoors but stay six feet away from people that's definitely easy and i feel like the what's the correct term the the risk of transmission of getting covid19 while playing disc golf is very 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 low i would say it's way less than going to the supermarket or stuff like that so I've been playing a lot. The problem is that the parks, you know, aren't shut down, but a lot of them are starting to remove the baskets because all the people who don't normally play all the time, they don't have work right now. They have extra time and to get outside and they're playing disc golf too. So there's ironically actually even more people on the disc golf course than normal. So that is the problem. And, and, when you see the people playing with uh, big groups of five or six or ten, it's like, you guys, we can't. You're going to ruin it for everybody. So, and they did. And they, they ruined it for everybody at our home disc golf course. So it's been shut down. We have to drive 30 minutes out of the city to play disc golf. Or, luckily, we have our own basket. So we just do little tosses outside together. Yeah, I have a practice basket. I've been taking that to the park and shooting some YouTube content with that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, other than that, been... I was telling you this, you know, not on the air, but I feel like I'm just been eating just constantly. I don't know. I feel like everyone else is going to come out of hopefully with an extra 10 pounds out of this um, social isolation because 
I just feel like I'm constantly just eating, 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 eating. Yeah, but that's because I'd be cooking, cooking, cooking. Uh, and because if you guys cook out there, you'll know that when you start cooking a bunch of food, when it's done, you're not hungry at the end of it. So I barely eat the food that I make. Josh gets to eat all of it for me, which is nice. Um, so yeah, we've been making some good stuff. We made banana bread. What does Josh think about that? You want me to put you on blood? <laughs> I guys. made a beautiful gluten-free because is. I don't eat gluten it because is, it makes me sick. I made a beautiful gluten. <laughs> I made. I don't know how this is even possible, <laughs> but somehow this banana bread loaf, all it had was like gluten-free coconut. All it had was gluten-free coconut powder, eggs. I mean, it had the normal stuff. It had coconut flour, eggs. Brown sugar, regular sugar, nutmeg, and allspice because I'm allergic to cinnamon. So we put all that stuff in there, mix it up, baked it, and it tastes... Uh, it needed definitely more bananas for sure. I feel like the recipe called only for four bananas, but I probably should have used like six. It wasn't it banana-y banana at all. It, didn't. it tasted like allspice. And if you know what allspice tastes like, or if you don't know what it tastes like, it tastes like gingerbread cookies. So that's the same taste, which is my favorite. I love that taste. Josh hates uh, gingerbread. He hates pumpkin pies, which I is like what that banana bread tasted like. It tasted like just, yeah, it tasted like a pumpkin pie, but without any, like, you know when you taste a pumpkin pie, but it's almost, because I personally do not like pumpkin pie, so let me just start by saying that, but also, sometimes when it's too pumpkin-y, when it tastes too veggie, Chanel, dude, this cat, she loves the wood, oh, it's a box, Chanel, this cat is going wild on this box right now. This cat is literally just scratching up this cardboard box right in the middle of us recording. And that leads us to an interesting segue. <laughs> I have a dog. Oh, God. Brady Spice has a cat. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, the cat used to spend more time at Brady Spice's place. But ever since the like lockdown, lockdown, we're like, hey, we, you know, I have more room at my house. We should probably bring the cat over here. Because Pete is semi-cool with cats. Somewhat cool. Well, they've been getting along well now. They, we, well, they spend a lot of alone time together. We don't monitor them as closely. Uh, but Pete's old. She's an old lady. So she's pretty chill. And the cat doesn't give a fuck about the dog. So they live together happily now. I don't know about happily. I feel like they're more like cellmates where you're kind of just like, what are you going to do about it? You got to be nice to your celly because you're stuck together. <laughs> I've never experienced a, a real celly, so I'm just assuming. <laughs> but Anyone out there ever been in jail? Can you confirm or deny if that sounds correct? Let us know in the DMs because <laughs> so, that's the weight of my heart, apparently. That's true. So the cat and the dog are here together. And my dog looks like, what the hell did you do to me? And uh, when I met Petey, she had a growth on her leg that was pretty large. Oh, don't bring up the dongle. 
aka the dongle the dongle was uh just chilling hanging out until one day it exploded luckily when i was not over at josh's house so wasn't here for the mess but yeah pete uh pete did what with the dongle i don't know we don't know we, we do we'll, know we'll what never happened. know we'll never know but um my dog is old my dog has cancer um it's metastatic, which means it's already in her lymph nodes, which means it's in the bloodstream in her entire body. Um, but it's slow, right? It's just, it's um, mass. She'll get mast cell tumors, um, and that one this growth kind of appeared on her knee cap, and it's started growing out and kind of got like a sack that would just hang there, and it was literally getting to the point where I thought I was going to have to get this thing removed, but she's already had a couple surgeries to get stuff removed before. So it's not a, something I want to keep putting her through. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. But the dongle one day I came home and there's blood everywhere on this blanket that I cover my bed for that specific reason. Cause my dog likes to sleep on my bed and I'll cover the bed. So she doesn't like lick or slobber or whatever the fuck. So, this dongle, I'm like, oh my god, the dongle finally, it like burst or popped or whatever, I don't know, and I can't find it. I'm looking everywhere for this dongle, and I'm looking at Pete, and it's gone off her leg. There's no dongle to be found anywhere. So to this day, we cannot find the dongle. And the vet confirmed that Pete, 99.9% chance, ate the dongle i assumed that and this is why my growing up my family dog had puppies in our house and that was a cool like learning experience a good way to like you know be a 10 year old or nine i was probably actually i was younger than 10 i was probably I was nine but i remember it and you know just seeing how life works but the dogs eat female dogs will eat the placenta sac like the ambiotic sac out of the baby when it comes out, they like burst out of it, right? Yeah. And then the dog will eat all that. Is it's that just, Mocha? No, before Maggie. Uh, oh, never heard of this dog. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of know that dogs kind of like just their animalistic instinct is to like eat that stuff and kind of not let any energy material go to waste you know what i mean like they yeah dogs are gross long story short so so we don't know where the dongle is but i i assume that she ate stomach. it you were the one that didn't believe me when i told you i said he probably ate it and you go no 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 then what did the vet say the vet confirmed it and uh that's when i started believing it i was like oh, she probably did eat it right so that was interesting but pete's He's hanging out with the cat now. Um, yeah, but the main thing for this first podcast that we wanted to talk about was Braddy Spice over here, nothing to sneeze at, has some Instagram clout. No. Has no, some followers. No, I do not. Has some fans. Uh, no, they're not fans. They're followers. Has some... Friends. I call fr them friends. That's true. So... I, I have a th I have so 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 I have a thousand. You have how many? Thirteen. No, like twelve. 
12.7 or something. Nothing to sneeze at. All right, she put a question thing on her page trying to get some questions that we would answer. And the number one question was what Brady Spice? Was how did me and Josh meet? Well, 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 well. So we're going to both tell you this story from our own perspectives on how did we meet and about everything up leading up to our first date. So you want me to go first? Um, I guess so. Be my guest. Oh, you want to go? Josh will tell you first right, how you we met and the thought process behind everything. Go, go. So, guys, no joke. It has never worked before ever in the history of mankind, but I did it and it worked. I slid straight into the DMs like a bolt of lightning. So I stumbled upon your Instagram page. Does it say that you're in L.A.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I think I knew you were in L.A. I live in L.A. If that wasn't mentioned before. All right, guys. So I slid straight in those DMs. I thought she was extremely attractive and in L.A. Didn't see a dude all over her page. So I literally just sent you a message and if i remember correctly it was something along the lines of like hey i think you're really beautiful or i think you're beautiful i'd love to take you to dinner and 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 it worked i mean here we are (laughs) basically it worked it worked for the first time in life it worked um so that's pretty accurate. All of those things are accurate, you guys. So, on <laughs> December 7th at Oh, you two got the fucking timestamp. December 7th, 2.43 p.m. Shouldn't he have been at work at this time? Probably diddly-daddling, leaving the office, if I know Josh. And this is what the DM said. Patiently waiting for us to match on Tinder with the upside-down smiley face emoji. Oh, so then that's what it says, was. Second message, would love to take you out for dinner sometime. Okay. Well, I get a lot of DMs, you guys, mostly from (laughs) girls, sometimes from guys, which is creepy, so knock it off. Um, But I always check them, right? Because I always want to make sure if it's a question about beauty or skincare or like whatever the question may be that I feel is appropriate to answer or help you out with. I always want to answer them for my followers from Instagram, like whatever. It, it makes me feel good to help you guys out. So I always check my DMs and I see this one and I look at Josh's profile and I'm like, hmm, okay, like he's cute. I was like, he looks kind of like an asshole because his Instagram is literally just pictures of him with sunglasses on or pictures of him with like Rams gear on or like sports. And I was like, all right, I don't really know what this guy's about. So I'm scrolling, scrolling. And mind you, the thing that Josh said about my profile was that there is no photos of any dudes. That is accurate. I don't post photos of dudes, post beauty content. But mind you, Josh had a lot of photos of another girl on there. And I was like, okay, but these are old. So I'm assuming that it's over, long gone. So I thought about it for a few days. And on December 9th at 5 p.m. after I'm off work, I said some some bratty spice come back to his message. And 
uh, been history ever since. We've been hanging out every fucking day since then. Yeah, two things. I, I, I don't know what it is with girls when they do this, right? Like, girls, as soon as they break up with someone or whatever, they will try to, like, erase every fucking speck of some dude to just make sure that nobody... Like, it's like he didn't exist. It's like, like literally, I in my mind equate if you delete photos of you and your ex off your page the same as as childish as it seems of cutting someone out of a photo a framed photo like it's like great maybe that helps you and your digital presence that it doesn't exist anymore but everyone knows right it still existed okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna just cut in here because again i never post photos of exes at a certain point because uh, again i focus on beauty content but if you do look at my instagram page now there are some ones of josh on there made the gram um made the gram for sure but i'm I'm just saying in general like i don't get it why like to me it's like if anything at all instagram is a photo album of your history right so you can hide it and delete it but to me it's like as you said there those posts were so old that you have to assume that that's over. And I feel like it's just unnecessary to have to go delete all that. Like, because that's just like my past. So anyway, I don't delete that. Um, yeah. But the craziest thing of all this is that you didn't respond to me for three days. <laughs> yeah. Three days. I thought about it for three days. Yes, it did take me three days to respond because I was thinking if I was going to answer it or not, uh, at the time, I had just moved to L.A. and had some pretty horrible dating experiences. <laughs> so I was not sure if I was going to be going on any more dates in the near future. But uh, I'm glad I did because we had a really nice first date. I had a great first date because I'm a gentleman. Although he did take me back to his house on the first date to quote unquote let the dog out which he did because only a, let the dog out i'm a gentleman i don't need to let my dog out and he did take me home right after and i did take you home like i said i would yeah it's because dinner went longer than i thought it was gonna go because we waited two hours for din tai fung which okay. is well worth the wait if you live in la exactly definitely go there if you like dumplings shout outs to din tai fung just want to tell you guys the wait is worth it every minute it doesn't matter they will always have a line and one of the first places i'm going <laughs> everything is open and we can go to restaurants is masa of echo park number one masa of echo park and din tai fung um if you love dumplings you gotta go they're definitely not gluten-free but they are tasty and delicious and uh they actually now have that wait list online so you can just check in on the wait list go get a drink or two or three who knows and then you go get your dumplings on it's just great We'll definitely be going there when this quarantine ends. Yep. So that is basically how we met. Um, and then we've uh, been together nonstop since that day. No joke. We have been since together after Christmas. Since, since what? December twenty sixth. Went home for Christmas, and then when I came back, we've been hanging out a lot. A lot, 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 lot. And now our cat and our dog is hanging out. Give me the water. So. That's basically what we're doing. This is uh, Get the Mops. We're just going to be talking about um, beauty stuff, relationship stuff, uh, quarantine stuff, 
non-quarantine stuff. Um, Just whatever pops into our mind at that exact second while we're recording. We're going to do some live reactions to the kombucha coming up. We're going to do a Pepsi Coke challenge for Samantha coming up as well. That's so easy, you guys. If you don't know the difference between Pepsi and cola and the taste without looking, y'all are whack. I've been drinking Coke for years. I used to drink so much Coca-Cola. I don't drink soda, and even me... I know I could tell you the difference for Pepsi and Coke with unmarked bottles, but multiple people, I've done this to multiple people who claim that they are Coke, 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 I hate Pepsi, I hate Pepsi, and they got it wrong. So I cannot wait to do this to you. Well, we're going to we're gonna do it, and I'm going to be right. So it's going to be embarrassing for you, Josh. We'll find out. We'll find out here on the second episode of Get the Mops. There you go. She's got it. You got it. Anyway, so, um, yeah, look, please, wherever you subscribe to podcasts, please subscribe to our podcast. Um, we're hoping to ha- do these, like I said, every couple of days going forward uh, just to let you know where our head's at. So, yeah, we're going to do some deep dives and some stuff. Can't wait. Cool.